podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. This is Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate it, joined by my brother, Jeremy J.N. Phoenix in the building. We are back in the building. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. You are now tuned into the Raspy Voice Kids podcast, and you are especially tuned into Pop Culture. Hit you with that pop, 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 pop. Today, we're talking about streaming. There are different services. There are different shows. There's so much going on. It's almost like the wild, wild west. Jeremy, how do you feel about the state of streaming television? It's wonderful. It's great. When you can watch show after show, when you can binge an entire season, Brandon, right at the click of a button, there's no, gone are the days of having to rush home on a Thursday night because you don't want to miss the latest episode. Because now when it's streaming, first of all, you can watch a whole season, but even if you miss it, it's going to be online. It's going to be someplace that you can stream it. So it's uh, it's changed the game. It's changed the world. It has it has changed the world. And like you said, gone are the days of having to wait. But I feel like that brings up some issues. Like one of the issues that I notice immediately is spoiler alerts on Twitter. Twitter, even Facebook, other places where people can communicate. People watch the whole thing and they assume everybody's done that. And then you end up hit, getting hit with spoilers. That's true. That that is one thing. That's the thing. Like, so we look about like our day and how things are getting better and how things are easier. And there's all kinds of services where you can watch just shows from way back in the day, whatever you like. And we're like, man, I don't know how they used to do it, which is true. But like you said as well, you don't have to worry about spoilers. Now you gotta watch what you're looking at Twitter. You have to look at what you're looking on Facebook because people love ruining it for other people. Honestly, I know that they're just excited, but then there are some people who low-key love ruining stuff for other people. What they say, misery loves company. However, they can get it in, that's how they get it in. True. The other thing that I know, I, I don't know if everybody's noticed this, but this is one thing that gets on my very last nerve with streaming. And it's something that just came with technology. The back of the day, it was like clockwork. You knew when the next season was going to be out. Every September, every fall, there's a new seasons. Nowadays, when it comes to streaming, you have no clue when you're when when the next season of the show that you love is coming out. I've seen TV shows, uh, Wait years, literally, not one, not two, three years in between seasons. I'm sick of that. When I get done crushing the season, I need to have, hey, look, here's when the new stuff is going to drop. And, <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, and then when you're like randomly, you know, scrolling along 18 months down the line, there is some great joy when you see that a hey, new season comes out because, you know, you'll get some good binging in. 
but it gets on my nerves waiting for it and Googling it and looking when's the next season of your favorite show because nowadays it's never on time and it's whenever they feel like doing it. Yeah, it's funny too because the other thing that happens is stuff gets canceled. Like they'll cancel a series before it's resolved, which I know used to happen on cable. Same thing used to happen back in the day on network television. But it's frustrating when it's your show, you know, when it's something that you're into. And then suddenly it's gone without resolution. What's your uh, what's your uh, streaming app app of preference? Uh, you know, I don't have one because I have DirecTV, but I also have all the I have all the apps pretty much. I guess I don't have Peacock and I don't have HBO say, Max. I don't have HBO I was, Max. I was gonna say you, what, you I do, do Amazon. I probably, I probably I do Hulu and Netflix most of all. Amazon I do some Prime Amazon, Video. I do, I do some Amazon Prime Video, but I got a little bit of everything. I got Apple TV. I, you know the thing that I can't stand about Hulu, and I know people say, "Well, quit being a cheapo and actually pay for it." But I'm sick. I can't. I, I can't do Hulu because I don't. I'm not watching commercials. I'm not watching commercials. I'm also not paying for premium. So I've just yeah, decided. But if, you pay, if you're paying for the other ones, you might as well pay for that one. The premium. Yeah. Why not? Like, what's the uh, difference? Was it four dollars a month extra? I don't know. I don't know. It nope. can't be that much. I'm sure you're nope. spending more money. Look, I know you're spending money on something. I'm stick. I'm sticking to the Netflix and the Amazon Prime video. And also, I don't even mind commercials that much. It ain't that big a deal. No, nah, I can't do it. If I'm trying to crush it, like if I'm if I'm sitting someplace where I have hours just to watch something, do not. Even no. more reason you got hours no. to watch it. Hours to watch. Nope. It. Nope. Every single time a commercial comes on, it gets my last nerve. Give me a little fifteen second ad. Okay. When I, when I look and you got a minute and third. Nope. Nope. This ain't real TV. Pizza purpose stream is stupid. <laughs> just pay the two extra dollars or whatever it is. It can't be that much. I don't. That's one thing I do need to do is I need to start paying attention to how much I'm paying because I don't. I don't even pay attention. I just buy them and, and they're there, and then it just keep recurring every month, and it comes out automatically. So I have no idea. They could be fleecing me, uh-uh. and I know they, I'm not alone. They are fleecing you. <laughs> I know I'm not alone. But that's what we got. Tell us, get out the RVK. Let us know. Do you stream? What are your pet peeves about streaming? What do you love about it? Get at us. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Brandon Phoenix, aka I also hate Pit, here to tell you about our new partner, Home Field Apparel. The big thing about Home Field Apparel is they have the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel, t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies. More than 100 schools available and new ones added all the time. Now, of course, if you're listening to this, you're probably a Mountaineer fan. You'll be happy to know they have plenty of WVU clothing, not like everything else you find everywhere else. This is very specific and unique to home field. You need to check them out. It is fantastic. If you use our promo code RASPY12, R-A-S-P-Y-1-2, you get 15% off your first order. All orders over $100 get free shipping. So make sure you go to Home Field Apparel, check them out, buy their clothes, and use code RASPY12. Welcome one, welcome all. And yes, I want you to be listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast presented by 1012 Network. If you are a fan that is of a team that has 12 wins going to the national championships every year. They just love to talk about all the success that your program has had. Well, then you're probably not a Texas Tech fan. However, if you are a fan that just likes to really be in it every week 
and and really have a real good shot at winning it, you're also probably not a Texas Tech fan. However, if you have really high highs and really low lows and really drink quite a bit, you might be a Texas Tech fan. So come along and party with us here at Tortillas and Takes. We're going to sit back, crack open a cold one, eat some tortillas, and, and as always, we're going to stay wrecked, people. I've got five on it. Post Super Bowl, we going in. We're talking about that. We're talking about West Virginia. We're talking about uh, the basketball team, the football team. There's all kinds of stuff going on. So we got five questions coming at you. We about to answer them. Let's get it. And we're back with another edition of I Got Five on It with the Raspy Voice Kids. I'm your host Jordan, and let's get things started with the first blank. Bob Huggins sitting Gabe Osaboyan last game was blank. Needed. Gabe needed checked. Bob did the checking. Three technicals in two games and fighting with your coach in public is unacceptable. I love Gabe. I love his heart. I love his passion. But there comes a time when discipline is necessary. And this was needed. Yes, it was... uh... Uh, understandable. That's my word. Understandable. I uh, love Gabe, man. Love Gabe's heart. But as a coach, you got to rein some of that in. Um, there's a hierarchy when it comes to the coach of the team. People have to abide by those rules and show respect. And so it's understandable. You know, we got to a point, like he said, this is not the first time. So to me, completely understandable. Number two, I felt blank when Quentin Spain did not say he was from WVU. At first, I was irritated. So I'll say I felt irritated at first. But then I found out that all of the offense said they're high school or some alternative. So then it was okay. Oh, the way I feel is it was, I was, I was irritated. I'll be honest with you. I was irritated. Because actually, you know, we'll get we'll get into why I felt the way I felt when we go in. But I feel like I was justifiably irritated when I heard him say Spang Gang University instead of hearing my West Virginia Mountaineers. Number three, Daryl Porter Jr. entering the transfer portal is blank. Bad news. This is bad news for West Virginia because this is not only another defensive back. It's another starting defensive back, a young starting defensive back who is no longer on the team because of his choice to enter the transfer portal. This is a bad scenario that continues to take place in Morgantown. It needs to be rectified, and it needs to be rectified soon. Yeah. For me, him entering the the transfer portal is a stepping stone. That's what it's turning into, Brandon. I know coaches have have stepping stone jobs. I didn't realize that now, now we're in the age where your school is going to be a stepping stone school, meaning you get the first couple of years uh, at wherever you want or wherever you can go. And then after, if you build up and dedicate yourself, then you can look to uh, enhance yourself again by going to another school. It's a stepping stone. It was heartbreaking. 
Um, like I said, we'll get into it when uh when we talk when we go in. But I, it was just it it, it was stepping stone, but it was it's heartbreaking. Be real, being real, and I'll tell you why my heart bro- breaks when I when I see stuff like this. Number four, West Virginia should blank the NIT. It's time to I would say embrace, but embrace is too strong, Jay. West Virginia should hope and pray for the NIT. They, there's, some, there's some metrics out there saying that if they win three more games, if we just win three more games, that we're almost guaranteed a spot in the NCAA tournament. I do not buy those analytics. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think we will be honored, honored to make it to the NIT with this squad. So West Virginia should be hoping and praying for the NIT. Funny, because we fall right in line. West Virginia should beg the NIT. <laughs> we should be begging the NIT to take us. If, you, if you're one of those who really believes that we can win the last three games or even one of the last three games, good for you. Uh, I'm pretty sure we're about to lose the next three very solidly. And at that point, we will be fortunate. So we need to be begging the NIT right now to get in. Number five, the Super Bowl was blank. Good. Not great. Definitely not bad. It was good. It was a good game between two deserving opponents. Good quarterbacks, big names, great storylines, and an amazing halftime show. I know I'm not. Some people try to say unpopular opinion. It's not an unpopular opinion. A lot of people love that halftime show, and I know a lot of it comes from the same demographic, millennials. But at the same time, the whole thing, to me, the production was great. And it's backed up by the fact that it was was the most watched Super Bowl in the last five years. To me, it was really good. Yeah, I will say great. And the reason I say great, I'm not talking about the game itself. I'm talking about the entire Super Bowl, from the commercials to the halftime to um, the rock, you know. Finally, The Rock has come back. I know you didn't say The Rock, but still, that was great because those little things to entertain the people at home, I thought were really cool. And so I say all around, it was a pretty great Super Bowl. The game could have been better, but I enjoyed the game. But yeah, yeah, it was it was a great Sunday. If uh, even if you don't like sports, it was a pretty great Sunday. Well, there you have it. Five questions. But we're going to get to the nitty gritty. We're going to get to what we really want to talk about. We're going to really get some stuff off our chest and really break down stuff when we go in next segment. So stick with us because we going in. Rap me, voice. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going in. Rap me, voice. I'm going in. I'm going in. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. And I'm going to go hard. We're going in. It's the Raspy Voice Kids talking all things Mountaineers and then some extra when it comes to the sports world. It's your boy Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt, and I'm with my brother Jeremy, J.N. Fiend Phoenix. Jeremy, what do you got for going in? Oh, see, when I said you could host it, I thought you was going to go ahead and be the facilitator, but you're going to just I'm going to drop it to you. I thought you just wanted the intro, son. Oh, no, I thought you, I thought you was going to be, you know, the narrator of this. Um, no, which one? You just went, you just went over your notes like you just literally were going over your notes. So I thought you had like it lined out what you wanted to talk about. Oh, well, that's all. Yeah, I, well, like I said, why, I we put about, why are we talking about Quentin Spain to start with? Quentin Spain in the Super Bowl. Shout out to Quentin Spain, Spain Gang University, as he said on the Super Bowl broadcast. Mountaineer was a really good Mountaineer. 
has been grinding out in the league for years now. Really happy for him that he made it. Proud of him. Shout to DeFi uh, G. DeFi G. What's it called? DeFi G. Genetics, right? Yeah, DeFi Genetics. That's right. DeFi G. Grind that he does working out down there with those guys. Shout to them over there because Quentin Spain puts his work in there. Um, but anyway, I was disappointed when the man didn't say West Virginia University. We all tuned in to hear him say West Virginia University. But even the school embraced him saying Spain Gang University because they tweeted out Spain Gang University. What do you think about it, Jay? I was irritated. And, you know, people always want to talk about, oh, well, these guys care more. Yeah, they care more about themselves. And I'm not saying what he doing is selfish. Look, look, I'm not disparaging uh, him at all. I'm saying that there is no way you could have stopped me from saying West Virginia University during the Super Bowl. There's no way. Because for me, it's a, it's about the school. Now, granted, he done did his thing. He can say whatever he wants. I just would have liked to hear West Virginia University because I feel like we ride for our players. Um, at least I do. At least I do. And not to hear to get to that point and to have it on a stage like that with how many millions watching, and nobody even knows he went to West Virginia except for the people from West Virginia. I don't know. Yeah, that that just that kind of bothered me, and then it just made me think back to when people always saying, "Oh, you think you care? Oh, you you know what I mean? One of them old school things." And I'm like, yes, I'm not talking about care about winning. I'm talking about caring about West Virginia. Yes, I think I care right up there with a lot of people. Well. My question to you is, does it matter that all the guys said something other than their university? No. So like Joe Joe Burrow said Athens High. He didn't say LSU, and he certainly didn't say Ohio State. Sorry, TJ. No, that doesn't bother me. I mean, that that doesn't – I don't care about that because he doesn't need to say any of that that stuff. Their schools aren't uh, scratching and clawing for any little uh, morsel they can get. Of, what, uh, I'm saying, what I'm saying is if they agreed to do that as a what can you would you want them to do? Break break from what the team decided yeah, to do? Yes. Yes, nobody will hate them that much. Hey man, West Virginia needs love. I gotta show these guys these these guys love. When's the next time we're gonna hear West Virginia University? We're gonna hear LSU man. and Ohio State uh pretty much every game. I understand it. I get it. I'm just saying that's that's the reason why I uh I, I was just a little disappointed. It hurt my feelings a little bit. So now that kind of coincides with talking about the transfer portal. Daryl Porter Jr., starting cornerback as a freshman, just announced that he's entering the transfer portal on Wednesday. And it goes back to something you were saying, Jeremy. You said talking about Quentin Spain that when player when people say players care more than we do, they care more about winning or losing, but they don't necessarily care more about West Virginia, the state, or the university than we do. And the transfer portal is just another example of that, right? Absolutely. Everybody after every game, you think you guys are hurting. What do you think the play? No, they, I'm not saying they don't care that they lost. I'm not saying it doesn't hurt their feelings that they lost. But hey, you know what? When I play Monopoly and I lose, I'm mad and I hurt too. Does that mean I care about West Virginia because I lost a Monopoly? You know what I mean? These people, yeah. these guys have pride. And so when they lose, they're, they're hurt because they don't, you don't play to lose. You don't play, you know, you don't try to lose. But my thing is, are they are they sad for West Virginia? Or are they sad for themselves? And with this new transfer portal, once again, it just shows it's not about West Virginia. Me, I was born and raised here. I believe Golden Blue because this is my state. This is who represents me. So when you sit here and say that the players care more, 
Maybe they care more, but it's about a, uh, it's, it's about something else and not what I'm talking about. And I'm talking about the state of West Virginia and West Virginia University. So with Daryl Porter, hey, man, go do you. I get it. I'm not mad at him for going to get his bread, go get his money, going to better himself. Even if it's not bettering himself, he thinks he thinks it's a better situation. But when I see this, it makes me think of two things. It makes me think of one. Like I said, quit saying they care more than us about West Virginia. And the second thing is this is it. West Virginia cannot compete. Listen to me. West Virginia cannot compete with what's going on. Now, understand, I understand when trends happen, then you start changing and twisting. Hopefully that can happen because as we stand right now, the medium guys and the little guys cannot compete with the culture that's going on. Because back in the day, it used to be you find these gems in the rough, these diamonds in the rough. You get these players who want to work their butts off and really dedicate to a program. And then by the time they're juniors and seniors, we have a program who can compete with other teams because we outwork them. And now with the new climate, no, it's pretty much they come here for two years. If they're a star, now they're taking their them and their skills and their talents and going to somewhere else. That's where it is. How many defensive backs? How many great uh, Drayshawn Miller? Uh, uh, now Daryl Porter Jr., uh, Tyke Smith. Smith. These are guys that in the past we'd have said, hey, look, our future's so bright because these guys are underclassmen. These guys here in a couple years, you can never say that again. I never want to hear, yeah, but here in a few years, because this is what's happening. That we're a stepping stone school. And you know what? We're not alone. Most schools are going to become stepping stone schools. I don't understand how we can compete, Brandon. It, when the climate is what it is, I mean, granted, to be honest, we weren't competing before, but now even more so, there's no way when you can't develop players, because once you develop them, they're going somewhere else. You can't compete. See, what I think is more important than anything you said, which is important. Everything you said is true. And I agree with everything you said. But the important part is the NIL. Daryl Porter Jr. tweeted on Tuesday. I'm worth millions. Play crazy. So. He clearly is talking about NIL because he was already starting. He was already at a university where you can get attention and you can be drafted. It's been proven, especially a defensive back. So he's talking about money. Where we can't compete is the economics. The state of West Virginia, the city of Morgantown, the West Virginia University, they do not generate the kind of money that is going to be needed to throw at these players. They're saying to have an elite recruiting class, you need to have $10 million wrapped up in it. There's no way West Virginia can probably even get to $2 million wrapped up in NIL deals. Toothman Ford's out here doing all the work they can. I'm sure there are other places that will be jumping in doing the same kinds of things. The RVK would too under the right circumstances and innovation. But it's not enough to compete with a $2.5 million NIL deal that Caleb Williams gets out of USC. It's just not. That's the difference. The ability to generate the money to pay these players does not exist at West Virginia. And so when you're recruiting, or when you're whether it's from high schools or the transfer portal, that's something you can't offer that other schools can. And when all things are equal, the money's going to win out. You know, and, things funny, and, things, and things aren't equal to begin with. So, of course, the money's going to win out. Um, the kids from Broward County, Jamal Day is now at uh, University of Miami. My money's on the fact that he's going to be a hurricane. What were you going to say? No, the funny thing, too, is, um, oh, crap. I lost my I lost my thought. Well, so what? Go ahead. Well, I was going to transition to basketball 
Because there's a big difference with this NIL um, and in football and basketball. You okay, transition? Oh, no doubt. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Don't forget, Brandon, you remember a month ago when Dante said he's staying? Don't yeah. forget, I said this, and I, and I thought it was going to be way down the road. I said, we need to appreciate Dante Stills because the day is coming when this is not going to happen. Meaning when a player of Dante Stills' stature is not staying at West Virginia if he comes back and plays. Just think not, about Dante on Alabama's defensive line or Texas's de- defensive line or Oklahoma's defensive line. I mean, just a bigger school. You know what I mean? A bigger school yeah. where he can have more exposure when he does something like, you know, which if Shebae was doing what he was doing in Kentucky at West Virginia, yes, he would have a lot of love. But the fact that he's doing it at Kentucky makes it that much bigger. Makes ESPN now interested in putting them all all over everything and talk to him about him every four seconds. Because where you are does matter. And so what I'm saying about Dante is I thought that here in the next 10 years, we were going to really feel like a lot of kids who left. Um, we, anyways, I thought that was going to be, you know, is it going to be a slower process? No, we're seeing it right now. When kids get good, they're leaving West Virginia and, and, you know, what Dante Stills did, I think you're going to have in your mind for a long time because I think he may be one of the few. But that's, Brandon, that brings up another thing. That's the reason why we have to get these homegrown kids. Not saying that they're 100% going to stay, but I feel like maybe there would be more loyalty. Um, They may feel yeah, more I think, loyalty. Yeah, I think there's definitely more loyalty when you grow up rooting for a school. I think there's definitely more loyalty when you grew up in that state. I think there's definitely more loyalty when your girlfriend is also local. So I think yeah. Doug Nestor and the rest of those guys, that helps us a lot when, when you have the homegrown mentality and you have the other things that go along with it. That said, it Darius just, Stills just said today, in response to Daryl Porter Jr. transferring, he said that the transfer portal is ruining college football. And I, don't, I, I, I agree with him that it's, it's, it's changing college football. I was exactly right. It's changing college football. So I don't begrudge kids' ability to be able to move freely, like free agents, just like the coaches can. What I do believe, though, is that there needs to be more rules implemented because I don't think it's necessarily good for the kids either. So when it's not good for the kids and it's not good for the game, then there's a problem. Because there's a lot of kids in the portal who aren't finding new homes. And that's a chance you take, but I, I don't think it's a good look no matter how you, how you slice it. The other thing I'll say, though, Jeremy, is basketball is not the same as football. We don't have a chance to compete in, in football because of NIL, because of transfer rules. Basketball is the exact opposite. Because of Bob Huggins' name, because of Bob Huggins' marquee, because of the fact that he's won over 900 games and ESPN loves him, we have a chance to attract players if Bob Huggins embraces the portal. And when you're in basketball, you don't need an entire offensive line. You don't need a star quarterback. What you need is two or three really high-level players, and that's it. Yep. And there are plenty to go around. West Virginia can compete in basketball, even with these new rules. And the key is getting the right people who fit what you want to do and making adaptations. That's the problem, is Bob Huggins willing to adapt to it. He says he understands now, but it's taking him too long, in my opinion. He's going to have a chance, because he's going to have a lot of kids he's taking. Like I said, six players come back, so that's a lot of new people in the building. So if he can just hit, if he can hit on three of them, you know, 
Yeah, I mean, like, it, it, it's a lot of it's identifying talent, too, because he did that with Deuce. He did that with Javon. Um, because he doesn't want to go after the five-star kids. He's already said that. And I don't think five-star kids want to play for Bob Huggins. But if you can identify and get guys who are NBA caliber, like Javon, like Deuce McBride, then you have a, sh- you have a chance. And I really genuinely think he can do it. Um, but I don't know if he will. That's the big thing to me. Will he do it? Because on a lot of levels, this- on a lot of levels, this game has passed Bob Huggins by. The transfer portal, it's not what he's used to. It's not the way he, he sees the world. But that's the new reality we're in. And the coaches who adapt are the ones who are going to win. Just like Calipari, or just like Krzyzewski, had to change his mind about the one-and-done situation. At first, he was against it. Then he had to embrace it. He won, and he's won, he won a title doing it. Or at least he was, you know, won a lot of games doing it. Um, so that's where we are. That's what we got to figure out. Yeah, and we got to do it in a hurry. Because the state of West Virginia, when it comes to basketball and football, is not good. The morale's down. The team's down. Um, I know we got Nico coming in for football, but it's just been a rough year. If you look at the two uh, power sports that are played at the university, it's just been a really rough year. And yeah, now- and it's because it's because we're not winning. Like one of the things I said on Twitter, talking about all of this on Wednesday, is the fact that somebody said the transfer portal people, the fact that we can't rely on players or we can't trust players or whatever, is the reason why people are getting sick of West Virginia sports or college sports in general. And my thing is no. If your team's winning, if West Virginia was winning, we don't care who transfers in or out. All we care about is W's, championships, titles. Yeah. You think Alabama has a problem with the transfer portal? (laughs) Nope. You You know know who does? You know who does have a problem with it? Dabo Sweeney, which is why, like I said before, they're not a blue blood and they're not going to be a powerhouse for very much longer. But anyway, that's a different subject. What do you think about the Super Bowl? You know, uh, I you know what? Yeah, let's get to the nitty gritty. Can we stop with this? This uh, the Bengals, the referees handed the Rams the game. Come on now. Yeah, please stop. I don't like the I don't like the way they changed the way they were officiating late in the game. I, I didn't like that they were letting both teams play the whole game, and then they started getting nitpicky at the end. Now, I think some of those calls were good, and maybe one or two were bad. But I'm with you. I do not agree that they handed the Rams the championship. Nope. They had a 75-yard touchdown, Cincinnati did, that was purely, Brandon, if Jalen Ramsey doesn't have his face mask pulled, he stops before the receiver stops, and he jumps before the receiver jumps. He's in front of, he could have picked the ball off. It probably would have been picked off. But the receiver grabs his face mask, throws him to the, which leads him to the ground, makes a catch, then runs 75 yards to the end zone. Touchdown, seven points for Cincinnati. That's the biggest play in the entire game. When you get that call, you can't complain later on. I'm sorry. You just can't. That game was not given to the Rams. The worst call all game was a non-call. The face mask that led directly to seven point, uh, a touchdown. So yeah, what are not, you Cincinnati fans talking about? Yeah. Yeah, I don't and understand it, it. And I was a neutral party, by the way. I watched the game totally neutral. I didn't care who won. Yeah, I, I was I will, for Joe Burrow, but I also didn't care. I wasn't upset. I, I was happy either way. I mentioned this on WTAP. There's, it feels like every so often, the, it feels like every three years, the NFL kind of changes. You know what I mean? It adapts. It evolves. And now we're back to, you know, before it was spread offenses. But now it feels like, especially this year, that 
is moving back to the defensive side of the ball. Look at the championship games, the NFC championship game, Rams, Niners, defensive game. Look at the AFC championship game, Cincinnati and the Chiefs, defensive game. Anytime you hold an offense under 25 points, I feel like pretty much shows it's a defensive game. The Super Bowl, the Super Bowl was won on defense, defensive game. So now, you know, the old adage that people use, not old, but in the last few years, oh, you can't win on field goals. Yes, you can. Every point matters because these defenses have, sh- have showed up. Like I said, look at the AFC and NFC championship games. Oh, Matrix say go for it. That's probably one of the worst calls. I know the metric, metrics say, hey, fourth and one, you go for it. But if you think about it, Cincinnati went for it on fourth and one on, their, on one of the first few drives. Didn't get it, and that enabled the Rams to get the ball around the 50 and be able to take a shot at the end zone, which they did, and OBJ caught it, and it was seven points for the Rams. Outside that, the Rams didn't do a whole lot, but you gave them a short field before trusting the metrics and go and going for it on fourth and one. I'm sorry. With the defenses playing the way they are, look, take your points and, and be smarter how you, you know, execute or decision, make decisions, especially on stuff like fourth and one at the beginning of a football game. I still agree with the analytics that say go for it in that situation. They should have gone for it. They should have, well, I mean, they should have converted it. That's the difference. Just like on third and one when they run Samaj Piran instead of running Joe Mixon and Aaron Donald's able to stop him. Um, that was at the end of the game. So analytics, I think, are okay. I think it's execution that's more important. And also, like you're talking about this being a, a new thing, but last year, it was defense again. The Bucks won with defense. Brady was good, of yep. course, but more importantly, they held the Chiefs to nine points. Now the Chiefs were missing their starting left ta- their starting left tackle, and I think they were missing their right tackle as well. So that changed everything for them offensively. But I think defense has been showing itself to be important in this league. It's been an adjustment, but I don't think that's a new thing. Like as far as this year's concerned, I think what's more new is you and I talked about is, and this is the last couple of years. You've seen it two years in a row now. Having yep. a veteran quarterback and spending the max, like yeah. something like like uh, the the Rams general manager at the parade at the at the Rams parade for the Super Bowl win had a shirt that said "Forget them picks." <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah, that is so, so good. That is so good. Yes, so good. And that's how it is. Forget the picks. Get your guaranteed guys. Like uh, you know, picks. You don't know what's going to happen with them. But Von Miller, you know what's going to happen with Von Miller. You know what's going to happen. With Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr. And actually, you also know that your window to win a Super Bowl is next year, Cincinnati. How did it get? How did it get accelerated so fast? Because Joe Burrow is not making it to the end of his contract, his rookie contract. They are not letting him play his last year on his rookie contract. They are going to make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL because that's how it happens. And I believe next year may be the only year they have a quarterback who is not you know, making the most money on the team. Also, you're going to be having to pay Jamar Chase here soon. So, go, so, uh, Jamar, year, Chase, Jamar Chase is a rookie. He's got, I think, three more years on his rookie contract. Okay, so, they got, so, so yeah, they got two years. They got two years with Jamar. I'm telling you this right now. If Joe Burrow's last year of playing as a cheap quarterback is next year. So go, like you said, spend the max on everything you can right now and go get your Super Bowl. Yeah, go I for agree. broke. I believe they call it going for broke. Go for broke. And Where get they have Super to go Bowl. for broke is on that offensive line. They got to get that offensive line fixed because the Rams, talking about defense, sacked Joe Burrow more than any quarterback has ever been sacked in the Super Bowl. So that's what, you, that's what has to happen. And unfortunately, 
How did you feel, Jeremy? All, all I could think when Aaron Donald made that uh, offensive lineman whiff on that fourth down play was, please don't let it be Quentin Spain. <laughs> you already knew. You already knew. And I already knew. And, I and it was a the, double team. It was a double team, and they and he, he they still missed him. And I'm so glad that Aaron Donald is Aaron Donald, and that's all they talk about because they and they're not saying, yeah, because uh, you know what? If they said who missed that block, they would say Quentin Spain. But you know what they're not saying? Spain Gang University. They'd be saying Quentin Spain of West Virginia. Yeah, yeah. You know how it goes. You know how it goes. One thing I thought was funny is I saw a tweet. And the tweet said, don't be discouraged, Joe Burrow. I also came up short in the Super Bowl in my second year. You have the rest of your career to never make it back. That was from Dan Marino. Yeah. (laughs) He tweeted that. Did you see that? He did not really tweet that, Jeremy. Somebody made that up. Yes. And then, by the way, which somebody made this up too, Jim Kelly. Yeah, that was. Right under. Exactly, Joe. I lost my first Super Bowl. But the next year, we made it again. Well, we lost that one too. But then, we made it again the very next season. Well, we lost that one too. But then again, a season later, we were there again. Actually, how do I delete this? Yeah. Anyway, it was just funny. It was just it funny. It was hilarious. Twitter's good when people are clever. Yeah. And not angry like they usually are. I will say people always, like, right now they're like, oh, well, Joe Burrow, he's going to be back next year. He'll be back soon. He'll be there for, you know what? I, I think he's a great quarterback. I think he's Joe Cool. I think he has a cool demeanor. Um, I like the kid a lot. I think he has a very, very promising future. But I will say just last year, the darlings of the NFL, now granted they didn't make it quite as far as Cincinnati, was the Cleveland Browns, who everybody was all over. And uh, that didn't turn out so well this year. I will say this, and I know that anybody who knows sports will agree. There is a difference between being the hunter and the hunted. The, the Cincinnati yeah. Bengals went through... Uh, the Titans went through the Chiefs, uh, played well against the Rams, but in all those games, they were a significant underdog. Let's see how they I mean, handle they were, it. They were only four and a half point dogs to the Rams. Let's see how they handle it next year when every single team they play is going to have Joe Burrow's face up on the blackboard all week. When they, when everybody's circling when Cincinnati comes to town, because that's what that's the treatment they're going to get. There's a difference between being the hunter. And being the hunted. I'm not saying they can't do it. I'm just saying it's going to get tougher, not easier. It's going to get tougher, but you got a guy like Joe Burrow who's played as the hunted at LSU. It's not like West Virginia where every time they've ever been the hunted. Was, L- hold on. was LSU the hunted? Yes, Jeremy, they were. Not against, I, not against, they weren't favored against, I think they were favored. They might have been favored against Alabama even when they played they, Alabama. They may have been favored against Alabama, but... Every it, it was Nick Saban's world. Don't get me wrong; they people were incredibly impressed at all the stuff that they were doing. But the season, I don't think anybody was like, "No, no, LSU's going to kill Alabama." Well, maybe people no, did say that. No, they, no, no. LSU was not the favorites to start the season, but once they got things rolling and they were coming into town, they did have a target on their back. And in the national championship, they were favored against Clemson. Like this was not. They. Joe, I'm just saying, Joe Burrow is even killed in the same guy, no matter what. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. If they short and in professional sports, it's not the same thing. You know, West Virginia, there's a talent disparity usually. So that's why we're better as the hunter than the hunted because we have to play with a chip on our shoulder. But at, in professional sports, the talent evens out, especially in football where there's a salary cap and yeah. you know the way they 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 structure the draft. I was just, so, I was just showing you. I was just showing you past history where the Browns 
were that elite team that everybody thought was going to go the Browns, to the Super Bowl. They thought they weren't the elite team, but people did think they were going to take the next step. But you got to remember Baker got hurt. Baker got hurt early in the season and never got healthy. He should have had surgery early. I think that makes a huge difference. Um, and there's no question that Odell did not give his all in Cleveland at the end. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, that, that's just by hey, word of caution. Just wanted to throw that two cents in there. No, I think that makes sense. By the way, did you like, see? So uh, I'm not one of those people who's like certain that. Uh, the, that they're going to make it back. Like everybody seems to be certain they're going to make it back. I'm not one of those people. By the way, just quickly, quickly to mention, did you see Kevin Garnett? Yeah. What? Uh, what a ridiculous thing to say. Did you? Did you? It says. You want me to read it? Yeah. Go ahead. Everybody's just running from the grind nowadays, teaming up with each other. Back in my day, we did it the hard way. If you can't win alone, you're considered a bum. Period. Kevin. Yeah. Kevin. Kevin. How quickly people forget. If this is the, so. This is this is the back in my day. We used to walk uphill both ways going to school in a snowstorm. That's exactly what this is. How, how do you remembering? How do you forget, Kevin? There's this. It's inexcusable for you to forget. Like, are you just <laughs> how how do you not get the fact that you were the first super team? You don't remember. You don't remember being on a different team than deciding to go to Boston. You don't remember Ray Allen on a different team that decided to go to Boston to be with Paul Pierce, all three of you guys? Yeah, and the thing about the thing about that, Jeremy, is I'm sure Kevin Garnett's going to say, I wasn't requesting it, I wasn't forcing it. Okay, that's fine, but you had competent general managers who made your life easy. It's like the Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate to me. In large part, when you talk about teams, LeBron had to force the hand because he was playing for Cleveland. Jordan didn't have to because he had one of the greatest GMs of all time making good decisions for him. So that's what happened with Kevin Garnett. Yeah, you didn't, maybe you didn't request it, didn't force it, but that's what ended up happening. And that's the only time you won is in that circumstance. And you only won one. Yeah. But anyway, I also want to give a shout out. I know we missed this. Let's give a shout out to the defensive, defensive uh, coordinators or defensive uh, coaches on West Virginia who got the raises. They deserved them. They really did. Uh, two years ago, having the best statistical defense in the country. Last year, we lost all kinds of players, and we still put out a solid product on the field when it came to the defense side of the ball. That's the only thing about Daryl Porter Jr. leaving, because we've seen this happen in past years. Once again, Tyke Smith, Drayshawn Miller, they leave. We feel like, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? And last year, the defensive coaches had these players ready to go, and I'm not saying that we didn't miss a step. I'm saying that we still put a solid product on the field, and so them to get raises, hey, I'm taking my hat off to them. They deserve it. Um, don't get that money and quit on us, but, you know, big ups to them. Yeah, I agree. And I, the thing I will say is the only thing I'm worried about is that defensive backs room. That's the only thing I'm worried about. It's been good as far as the play on the field is concerned. But weren't you but, worried about it a little bit last year? But we can't keep them. They keep transferring. Yeah, I know. I know. So, I'm just, so and, and to me, and part of the coach's job is to keep the players here. I'm, yeah, so, it, that is. But with the NIL, you're you're fighting them up, especially. Okay. With, so why aren't we losing defensive linemen or linebackers like this? Well, did Jamal Day coach the defensive line? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Let's be for real. Let's be for real. Exactly. He's coaching so our players. But anyway, that's all I got, Jay. You got anything else? No, sir. That's a wrap. All right, that's it for the Raspy Voice Kids. 
You know how to get a hold of us. Get at your boys ASAP. Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.